Hello, 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 everybody. What's up? Tonight is a triumphant night. It is a triumphant Monday. And depending on at what point you are watching this broadcast, we know that you have or will have a triumphant week to come even after this broadcast. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the Triumphant Show with Sharita Lovelace. I am your host, Apostle Sharita Lovelace, and I'm super excited to have the opportunity to spend with you once again for a great night. Listen, we've had a couple breaks because we've been doing some things I'm super excited about. Um, and so we've just been obedient to God in terms of the flow and the time that God has given us. But tonight, um, God has just released a word. I'm so excited to share what he has given. But in the meantime, um, go ahead and share and um, comment and follow and tell your homeboys and homegirls, your kings and queens that the triumphant show is on so that you can receive your manna of triumphant victory and blessings on tonight. I'm super excited. A quick shout out to the nations, those that um, are partnered with us internationally. God bless you. Um, and may a word be released tonight that will speak triumphant and victory over your households, your family, your children, your situation, your healing, your deliverance, whatever it is that is a desire of your heart that God begins to move mightily with you triumphantly. So I'm super excited that you are with me again from the nations. God bless you and thank you so much for your support and there's so much more to come. So shout out to you as well. Listen, tonight is going to be a great night. When I tell you God dropped a nugget in my spirit, yeah, it was seven days ago, but I held on to it just for this week um, because I knew that this was a week of release. And so um, the timing is just so perfect for so many of us um, to hear what God is saying for us, not just you, me, for us. It is so good. But in the meantime, let's just go through a few things because I want you to be blessed on tonight. I tell you, I want you to be blessed on tonight. As you know, we are based off of scripture. That is our foundation, 2 Corinthians 2 and 14. But thanks be unto God who always leads us and triumph in Christ and manifest through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. I just love that scripture. I love the fact that I feel protected already. I love the fact that as long as I'm in him and he's in me, I'm protected. Things are going to be all right. He's going to take good care of me. And that's called triumphant living. You hear me? That is triumphant living. So I'm excited about what the Lord is doing on tonight. Listen, I want to make sure if you have not already that you make sure you subscribe to my channel um, on YouTube, S Lovelace TV. Um, again, uh, we are going to be building and doing some different things with it, but make sure you subscribe so you stay in the loop. Um, if you have not already, if you still have Twitter, I know some people are like, oh, I'm not good with Twitter. I'm good. It's okay. Um, but you can still follow me on Twitter at Sharita Lovelace and definitely on Instagram. Um, I think I probably am on there more than anything um, to shoot out a post or a word here and there. And that's about it. But um, follow me on Instagram at Sharita Lovelace. And also, listen, if you know someone that just wants to be a guest on the show, you know they have a triumphant story, a word, and they want to partner and come in and share their story and and just be a part and also highlight what they're doing, the great things that they're doing, not just locally, but internationally. Make sure you tell them to email me at sharitalovelace at gmail.com so we can get them onto the show. I am super excited um, about that on tonight. So make sure you um, keep up and listen, I made it easy because I just used my name. So that's about it. <laughs> I made it real easy, Sharita Lovelace. Somehow you will find me on that. Um, so listen, if you haven't already, make sure that you, um, 
like, follow, and share, that you share with your friends and family on tonight's broadcast. When I tell you God has just released something to the point where I had to stop several times and I was just in tears. I'm like, Lord, I hear you. I hear you. And the people will hear you too. And I was just super excited about it. Um, and so that's just part of God being so victorious and triumphant and, and how he leads and guides us and gives us a blueprint of the things that we're called to do. And so I'm going to go into it and I, and I just want you to know there, there's people that are going to be blessed by um, this show that may not have it, but guess what? They'll be able to check it out at some point in time. And so again, as always, I am super excited about that. But listen, so about a week ago, let me tell you what happened. It was about a week ago and I, um, I, was, I was in prayer and I began to hear the Lord speak some things to me. And the, tonight is a night. I hear people say, I need encouragement. I, I need a word. I need a fresh word, a rhema word, or I need confirmation. Tonight is your night on the triumphant show. I'm telling you what God has showed me. He showed me. And then a few days later, he gave me the scripture that matched to it. I didn't even ask about this. It's just him saying, I'm like, huh, what are you talking about? What's going on? And so it was amazing. So may you be totally blessed on tonight by what he's going to say. So about a week ago, um, you know, he gave me three things. I'm going to go through those things of what he said for us and just the word that he released. But one thing he was showing me, and I'm going to go through this. So hang with me for about 30 minutes. He said, veils are being lifted. It's almost like there's a truth that's being unveiled. Now, this is not just the basic, oh, we're coming out of a COVID or a pandemic. We're coming out of something or whatever. This is beyond all that. There are, there are different areas that God is doing a reveal on. Hang with me so you understand where I'm coming from. He was showing me, he first said, veils are being lifted. Traditional mindsets, they're truly beginning to see something uh, different. There are the tradition of things that are going on it's almost no more. And so what's happening is that the people that are so content and complacent or comfortable where they're at, um, you know, God is speaking right now, clearly and loudly, if we're listening and he's doing that by lifting our veils because he's sending a message to us. And the message is not just through our social media or our friends or family. God is speaking directly to you about something. He said, I am lifting veils. I am doing an unmasking. Hang with me because it gets a little bit hot and heavy and I'm going to let the truth out, I tell you. So the second thing he said, he said, there's like a fog for some people. It's moving away from your circumstances for clarity. There's a fog going on, but it's moving away um, for, from your over your circumstances because some of you have been in need of clarity and you thought you were clear about something but God is saying no I'm going to make this really clear because in this season you're going to have to understand and know what I'm speaking about so that you know how to maneuver in this season so the first thing he said is that veils are being lifted there's an unmasking taking place and his truth is being revealed in a way that you have never been he has never revealed before now keep in mind, it does not matter how experienced you are, how, how long you've been in church or you've been in, in understanding the scriptures, all of that. It, it, it doesn't matter that we, you know, we can't even keep up with God because God is always beyond us. He, he's already been there, done that. And so when he's saying that there's a veil being lifted, he is saying, listen, son or daughter, there is something I am showing you. He's also saying for those that are, that are choosing not to really pay attention, he's lifting something up. So so he's giving, excuse me, the opportunity to get ready for what he's about to do. And the third part, I thought this was powerful. The Lord said monumental, not just little, 
Monumental life changes are taking place that will shift your connections. Let me read that again. He said, monumental life changes are taking place that will shift your, your connections. There are grand things that are taking place for the people of God, for people that have desires of their hearts, for people that are needing a shift and a shaking in their life. God is doing something right now. I'm telling you, seven days ago, these things have been released in the atmosphere and hear me on tonight because it is a word for you. So when he's talking about that veil, he's saying, I'm slowly pulling away and off that mask and that blanket so that you can really see what's going on. So those that are that are curious about something or someone, he's pulling things away. He's doing an unmasking because he's serious about how we see beyond the natural. He's serious about how we see our destiny. He's serious about how the steps that we take to achieve the things that he's called us to in life. And so he said, it's really just a big reveal. Keep that word in your mind. If you got to write it down, write it down. He's doing a reveal. He said, catch this, men and women of God. He said, um, it's a reveal. It will be for you to see the appearance of God versus the appearance in God. I'm going to say that again. He said, it will be a reveal for you to see the appearance of OF God versus the appearance in God. You know, it, it, it led me to a scripture. So when he was saying that, I was like, OMG. So you saying some things that kind of look like God, they may not really be in God. Doctor saying, Lord, you know, I don't want to say that. No, he said, but you're a messenger. Okay. So I was like, all right, I'm the one. But he led me to a scripture, um, 1 Corinthians 13 and 12, the message version. And it says, we don't yet see things clearly. We're squinting in a fog. Come on now. He gave me these words before he even took me to the scripture. Then he says, peering through a mist. So there's something we're, that we're seeing is through the mist. It's not there yet. But God was telling me he's about to unveil and clear the fog off of some stuff. This was before he gave me this scripture. Come on now. And he says, but it won't be long before the weather clears and the sun shines bright. OMG. It won't be long before the weather clears and the sun shines bright. We'll see it all then. See it all as clearly as God sees us, knowing him directly just as he knows us. So what he's saying is that when you appear in God, he is exposed. And so we're thinking what's happening is that when we appear in God, we see God. Things happen that are God. There's demonstration that is God. There's language, vocabulary, attitude, demeanor, all the above that is God. But there's things that are appearance of God that they produce something that may not be such of a fruit. And we'll talk about that in a minute. And so people are getting tricked. They're thinking the things that they are attached to. Remember I talked about connections. They're thinking the things that they're walking in are, this is God. But God is saying, I'm doing an unveil. I'm taking the fog away so you can see clearly in this season so that you can know what appears to be me and what really is me, what I'm really inside of. And see, he was giving us a message right then. Right then that would have been like, okay, let me get my book out. What's who's on my list? Okay. What's my job look like? What's going on? Because I want to be in the things that are in God. I want it to be divinely orchestrated. I want it to be divinely connected. And that should be a desire of all of our hearts because there's something great about being in God than just the appearance of God. Okay, so let me keep going. He was still speaking. And so it was great that he took me to... Um, 
2 Corinthians 3, 17 through 18. Get this, verses 16 through 18, it says, let me do a 16. Whenever though they turn to face God as Moses did, God removes the veil and there they are face to face. They suddenly recognize that God is a living personal presence. Oh my God, <laughs> not a piece of chiseled stone. Let me stop right there. There, God is a living personal presence, it says in the scripture. So it's not a thing, it's not a, a stone, it's not this, this pen, it, it, it's not the thing that appears to be like God and really is not in God. And so we have to be careful, which is why he's removing the fog away. He's lifting the veil so you can see clearly in this season as you walk out the design and the strategic plan that is for your destiny. Isn't that awesome? That's an awesome thing that he loves us just that much that he's saying, listen, this is what I'm about to do. So in one place, it's a blessing. In the second place, it's a warning. Come on now. And so that verse continues and says, and when God is personally present, a living, not a dead, a living spirit, that old constricting legislation is recognized as obsolete. So you're telling me that when there is life in a situation or a circumstance, you can't, the other stuff is not even a factor. It don't even matter. It don't even do nothing. It, it, it can't even stand in the same place as life. It, it's, it's like, why are you there? That, that's why there's some rooms you walk into and some people just can't handle you being in there because you bring the life, the living God, the breathing God, the God who does things. And when things are dead and are in the appearance of God, then it causes those things that are not of God to get irritated and agitated. You find people, mm, you find things that are happening that are against you and, and things that are coming against you, but it's because there's something about you that brings life and the enemy just cannot stand that. And so the Lord is talking about, you know what, these constricting, these bondage things, this constricting legislation is recognized as obsolete. It's not even a factor. We're free of it, the scripture goes on and says, all of us, nothing between us and God, our faces shining with the brightness of his face. And so we are transfigured much like the Messiah, our lives gradually becoming brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives and we become like him. I'm telling you, when the Lord is talking about, I'm lifting the veil, I'm removing the fog, and I'm making monumental connections and changes in your life. He is not playing and it's in his word. And so when I read this, I thought about familiar spirits. You know, sometimes we get so familiar with a person, a place or a thing and it becomes a comfort zone. And then we begin to assume and feel that that is what God is and that is God and that's power and that's Holy Spirit. When in actuality, it's just part of a place that may bring us stagnation because God is a progressive God. God keeps moving. He blesses. There's fruit when he's in something. Something reproduces. Something happens. There's an energy that we can't explain when things have the breath of life in it, when God begins to move, when there's a stir in the atmosphere. And so that's why God is saying, I'm making some monumental changes in your connections because he wants you to see and experience God. We understand that some people just don't understand his power and his authority. And we're in a season where some people just still don't believe. And that's why God said, now nah, I got to make this monumental in this season. I got to make this mega in this season. I got to make this big, huge, humongous so that the people can see I am God. I am the God 
on the throne. So all the other things that you're trying to worship that appear to look like me are null and void. It's obsolete. It's legislation that don't even exist anymore. There's a new covenant because the veil has been up and lifted and God is doing a great and a new thing. You can keep walking around in that old complacency, that old mindset, that old garment, that old way of thinking. But God is saying, I'm doing a new thing. And he that has an ear, let him hear what thus says the Lord. That is what he's saying. Don't despise small beginnings because in due season you shall reap if you say not. God has a master plan for each one of us. And if you stay true to the course and true to the cause without being wavered and unmovable by the foolish things of man, then God says, I have a great blessing in store for you. That's not it. Let me keep going here. And so when he talked about familiar spirits, I thought about comfortableness, comfort zone, the result being complacency, traditional stuff. I'm going to do the same way same thing this year as I did last year because it brought me great attention it, and it brought this great thing and oh I added this to what I'm doing and my business is now this and, and all this other stuff it's almost like the same old same old but there is not always fruit and familiar after you eat the orange you know the orange if you get another orange what is it it's still an orange right so you're familiar with what the orange is doing but again, we serve a different kind of God. Come on now and worship for us. The things that we go to in times of need, the things that we want to make ourselves feel better or whatever it may be, it can become so familiar that it reproduces the same thing. Nothing. It may become so familiar that it re reproduces the same stagnant atmosphere. And the reason why it seems to be okay and feel good is because we got everybody doing the same thing with us. Nothing. Stagnation. Just doing whatever everybody else is doing. Come on. God said, I'm speaking to you, woman of God. I'm speaking to you, man of God. I'm removing the veil so you can see. I'm doing an unveiling. I'm revealing myself more. I'm removing the fog so you can get clarity of the things you have questions about. So you can see what is appearing of God and then what really is in God. And so I love that. And so it could be so familiar that it, reprodu it reproduces the same thing. And we face excessive recycling versus progressive reproduction. Let me say that again. We face excessive recycling over and over again versus progressive reproduction. Because our job, when we talk about discipleship, when we talk about equipping and building, there we have to keep on going to the place called the throne room. We have to keep going on our knees and seeking the Lord for direction and instruction. Because you read a book or because a hand was laid on you 10 years ago, it don't mean that that same way of reaching somebody is going to help with the next set of people God is assigning you to. That's why every day we're doing something and we're, 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 we're seeking the Lord. We're seeking his face, his presence for, 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 for the ways of doing things, for more strategy, for ammunition to be in position. To keep going to do the things God has called us to do so that when we reproduce God, when we reproduce his presence, when we reproduce the things of him and show forth truly his praise, his glory, his love, his joy, it's progressive. It keeps going. It takes people deeper and deeper. It's not the continual recycled stuff and we are feeling good and we think we everything is fine. There is still more. There is so much more. God is saying there is more to me. There is so much more to me. And so we don't want things to be so familiar. And so we, we the only thing we want to recycle are cans, not the crisis. 
<laughs> Go ahead and recycle cans, but don't recycle crisis. We can't keep recycling crisis over and over again. If there's a crisis that keeps happening and you're falling under somebody's leadership, what is happening and taking place or being done different to allow that, that crisis not to recycle, to repeat itself again? My God, my God, we got work to do. Come on now, I told you it was gonna be a little bit bold. I'm just the messenger. I'm just the messenger, I'm just the messenger. And so it's like, I can't worship a rock and expect a different result each time I go to worship it. And so when I was thinking about even the rock, I was thinking about things that people nowadays do to make themselves, um, they title it spiritual, but they're actually maybe objects or they're actually maybe um, things that they go to to make themselves better or whatever. Those are the appearance of God. My God, kings and queens, there's only one God. There's only one way that God does things to make you complete and whole again. The other things are only temporary. Okay, okay, okay. I don't know if I'm getting getting anybody in the pew saying anything in the in the media triumphant church pew saying anything. But let me tell you, there are things that you can place an, an idol or whatever anywhere you want and expect to change. And God is saying, I'm the one. You got to go through me if you want that complete, if you want that healed, if you want that delivered. God is doing a work and people in this season. When I say the unmasking and the unveiling is taking place so people can see clearly and also those that need to know that they need to change up some things, God is doing that thing right now. He is doing that thing, but he that hath an ear, let him hear what thus says the Lord. And you cannot keep hearing what the Lord is saying if you are only tied to one type of thing that feeds you or influences you or that plants seeds in you. God is saying, I need you to myself. So you can't be upset or feeling uncomfortable or ashamed when you understand this is my season of breakthrough. This is my season that God is doing a great work through me, in me, and around me. And this is my season where he is setting me up for favor so I can be the blessor. I can be the giver. I can be the one that changes the hearts and the minds of the people. So if it takes me doing A to get to B, then so be it. You can't do the things over and over again, those same things. So God has already given you that setup, the veil the fog and the monumental connections. Glory be to God. Let's keep going. So I love it when it says, whenever though they turn to face God as Moses did, this same scripture, God removes the veil and there they are face to face, my God. They suddenly recognize that God is a living personal presence, not a piece of chiseled stone. Here we go again and he's talking about again, demonstrating he's a presence. He, he, he's not just this stone, he's not, He's not that rock that, that wants to cry out in your place. You know, he's not just something that's there or this little statue or something. There is life when the presence of God is around. And so when you are in something or attached to something or desiring something, seek life, pray for life. God, where is it where there's life? Where are you breathing, God? Because I need some air. Where where are you feeding, God? Because I need to get fed. I need some manna from heaven, oh God. Where, where are you, God? Because I want to be, Lord, where you are. I want to be where the rain falls from the heaven and I can drink up and get filled up again, God, so I can do and be again. Where are you, oh God? Because it's beyond certain things that we take for granted or it, it, it is not really always in the things that we think he's at but he's gonna let you know and show you. That's why he's saying, I'm talking to you. 
Let's keep going. So what, what do you worship? Because it determines how you see. What you worship or what you put before God will determine how you see God, how your behavior then reflects it. When you, okay, let me get to that in a second. God is revealing more to you. In this season, mark my words, God is revealing more to you. He that hath an ear, let him hear. And it is not only coming from a social media handle. I just had to add that extra part to you. That means there has to be some private time as God uh, shares and gives clarity to those three things that I talked about in the very beginning of this broadcast. So the only familiar spirit <laughs> that should be around really is his presence because this kind of familiarity is again, progressive. The familiar spirit of God is progressive. It don't stay in one place, it does something. It, it destroys jokes, it breaks shackles, it gives wisdom, it, it gives direction, it gives you a peace, it, it becomes your blanket, your security, it becomes your help, it becomes your Jehovah Nisi, it becomes your Jehovah Gabor. It, it just, it does things, you know, it's your gyra. You know, it provides for you. And so because this kind of familiarity is progressive, it's also fruit bearing. It's transformational. It does things. It's transformational. And so when we when I look back at 2 Corinthians 3 and 17, and it says that nothing between us and God, our face is shining with the brightness of his face. And so we are transfigured much like the Messiah, our lives gradually becoming brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives, we become like him. And so I was reading up a nugget about stars. And one thing I read about stars is stars shine because they are extremely hot. Come on now, stars shine because they are extremely hot. That must mean that there is something we want to put it in a spiritual perspective. And we're talking about arise and shine for our light is coming. The glory of the Lord has rested upon us, blah, 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 blah. Then that means that there's something that's bright about us, that, that, that star that's shining that bright. There must be some heat, some fire with us. And so that star, that fire gives off light, light. And it's so amazing that you can be in the same place with someone in a room and, and you both feel like there's, your light coming out, but one may have a presence that's bright and one just may just be there, a star. I, I, I don't know. Okay, I won't go too far because I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. And so I heard the Lord say, my presence is like a proposal. Will you say yes? My presence is like a proposal. Will you say yes? Will you say yes to the things that I have for you? Are you willing to sacrifice and give up some things? Are you willing to, to um, you know, allow me to take over and take control of some things that you're going through? And so when I heard the Lord say that my presence is like a proposal, he's giving us a choice to say, yes, I want to go with your will and your way. I want to just follow your order steps. However, God, you want to unveil. However, God, you want to move the fog away. And however, God, you want to do connections with me monumentally. Glory be to God. I release and I let go with you. And I found myself so crazy um, in the room the, the, just on today. And I was like, oh, I am dying to get to the throne room. I just randomly said that to myself, I'm dying, which I was just basically saying I was doing something. I got to go pray. I can't wait to pray again today. That was just me. But what stood out, it was like, I stopped. I said, I'm dying to get to the throne room. Oh my God. And so immediately I thought about the fact that dying. Yeah. Because when I get there, I got to die to myself. I got to surrender. 
I got to surrender my will. I got to surrender my attitude. I got to surrender the people around me. I got to surrender all the distractions and give it to God. Let it go. Release it. Don't have nothing to do with it. Because if I want to hear God, if I want to have the things from God, if I want to know direction, if I want to understand something, if I need wisdom, if I need direction of how to pray about my healing, my deliverance or whatnot, I need to go to the throne room, die to myself. I mean, it's in the it's in the word of God. It's in the Bible. I've got to die to myself. So when I said it at first, I was like, oh, this is harsh. You dying to get in the throne room? You know, because we talk about there's death and life in the power of the tongue. But when we look at what, what the Lord says, that when we come to him and how we come as children, and how we come surrendered and willing and open, then that's when he can pour into us. That's when he can speak and talk to us. And I'm not saying anything that many of us don't already know, but it is key. We may know it, but do we do it? Do we actually walk in a place where I'm like, I'm not, I'm going to just let everything go. I'm going to die to myself and just let the Lord take over. Okay. Let me get to my place of prayer. God, thank you. What do you have to say? What do you want to do? Because I refuse to go another season in drama. I refuse to go another season feeling like I'm covered and bailed up and clueless of what's going on in my life. I refuse to go another season feeling like I'm still in a 2020 pandemic. I refuse to let everything in my life, job, work, work or church, whatever, feel like, it, like it's father. And I can't see and I don't know what's going on. I don't have an inkling. Yes, I understand, Lord, I walk by faith, but not by sight. But you are telling me that you're doing something in this season right now that will prevent all this. I've got to surrender myself to it because I don't want to go through that again. You're opening the door for me for this again. And God, in, on, on top of that, you said that you're going to bring some monumental connections. Glory be to God. So how do I prepare myself and posture myself and get in position to receive what you're giving me without having the distress? Actions and being around those things, people, places, and things that have the appearance of God and not the appearance in God, where God can flow through me. Because this is not about our, our emotions. It's about our existence. It's about our very life. God says, I'm going to transfigure you. You know, when you begin to get and connect with different people, when you begin to get in a place where God is in it, things start to change for you physically as well as spiritually. I mean, you start to look different. I mean, you just start, there's something about you, you know, you, you start to act a little different. Your attitude even changes a little bit different and you become more aware of what God is doing. And it's such a blessing. And then that's when the fruit of the spirit starts flowing out of your mouth because you understand part of being in God is joy and love and laughter and, and, and embracing one another and kindness and gentleness and peace and, and the willingness to, to accept people's differences and to pray for them and with them. You understand that when you're in God, but when you're of God, there's always some issue. When you're of God, you're always putting up interferences and barriers and questionable things. When you're of God, you want to go to man for some comments because you need somebody on your side. So you want to go to man for those things and, and, and trying to figure things out. But when you're in God, it's so much different. When you're in God, there's just such a peace that surpasses all understanding. See, but you can't be in God and of God. You can't be in him, but of him. You can't pick it, y'all. I'm going to be in God when I need to, to, to let everybody know who God is, but I'm going to be of God when I'm dealing with somebody on the outside. You can't do that because God has great things for you. He wants all of you holistically. He wants you behind closed doors, through the doors, on the other side of the door. 
in the door. He wants you in and out. He wants you holistically. He wants all of you. That's the transfiguration. You can't have half of your face transfigured to look like one way and the other half to look like another. Then that's a distorted vision of what God can do. And that's what you're showing the masses. When God says, I'm doing this, I'm removing the veil so you can see the fullness. I'm removing the veil so you can see all of this and have clarity and get direction and know a strategy and know a plan. That's why I'm doing this. And once you know that you know that you know, then I'm gonna connect you monumentally with some people that can help you with some things. I'm gonna bring connections of people that are in me and not just of me. I'm gonna bring you things and go uh, into places that have me or or that had need of me. And because you're in me, you're gonna put, bring me into them. Come on somebody. And so that's just the kind of God we serve. And so I love it because it's the per presence of God that promotes us. Mm. The presence of God promotes us. It's the presence of God that pursues us. It's the presence of God that makes us great. It's the presence of God that gives us wisdom. It's the presence of God that does things that just surpasses our understanding. Like, really, what are you doing? Oh my God. But I know that this is God because you recognize what it's like to be in the presence of God because you know the presence of God is progressive. It's fruitful. It has a harvest. It keeps going. It goes before us. It is things that we can't even imagine. That's the progressiveness of the presence of God. And so God is saying, I'm removing the veil. I'm clearing the fog and I'm doing connections monumentally for the sake of my name, for the sake of my kingdom. I love it. And then I was thinking about the oil and I was thinking about the 10 uh, virgins and the lamps and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, all these different things about the presence just kept coming into my spirit. And I was like, okay, girl, contain yourself. Okay, you only got a few minutes. So I was looking at that and I said, see, the carrier of the oil protects its contents. The carrier of the oil protects its contents. So when he or she, let's think about relationships, when he or she is a carrier of the oil, it doesn't matter what comes against the container because the container is sealed tight because that carrier understands I got to protect these contents. I got to protect the oil. And so the, the carrier that holds the presence, the oil, it protects you. So there's no such thing as being disengaged or divided because when you understand how precious the presence of God is, how precious the oil is and how progressive it is and how, how powerful it is, you want to make sure it stays protected. And so you understand that, hey, we, we are in this together. We will, we won't just weather the storm. We'll speak to the storm. That's when you understand the presence of God as a couple, as a unity. We, it's about we. We're going to protect our oil. We're going to speak to the, the oil. We're going to speak to the storm. We're going to print when something comes against us. Nah, we know how to protect this. This, our container is sealed tight. You ain't getting into this. You're not getting into this oil. You know how long it took us to get this oil and to get to this place in our life. Uh-uh, step back in and you not, you can't come with us on today. That's not happening because we understand being in God and not the appearance of God. I love that. 
And so it is so awesome to begin to understand how when God says my presence is like a proposal, because wherever you are in life, however you are moving in your gifts, um, in your family, in your businesses, whatever it is, God is still there saying, do you want my presence? Do you want me there with you? Will you seek my face? Will, Will you say yes to my proposal? I'm proposing this to you. This is what I can do for you. And I'm gonna protect you. I'm gonna allow, I'm gonna allow um, something, a, a barrier around you where nothing can come against you. And if it's if it tries to, I'm right there for you. God is saying, Will you accept my proposal? Will you accept that I'm a mighty God? Will you accept that I'm a great God? Will you accept that I'm a great God that will usher in love, that, that will allow love to locate you, that will allow favor to locate you, that will allow wealth to locate you? Will you accept my proposal and my presence that will allow peace to come into your household that will allow joy to give you a joy and a laughter that surpasses your understanding will you accept my proposal will you accept the presence of my proposal you know when you're going through difficult times knowing that i am the comforter i am the peacemaker i am jehovah shalom i'm the one who will set the captives that are coming to get you apart aside and make them scatter will you accept my proposal will you say yes i'm the one that can promote you i'm the one that can elevate you. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what the natural eye is seeing. I'm saying, man of God, woman of God, will you accept my proposal so I can give you eyes that see like an eagle, so I can give you hearing that is a discernment above every level that you've ever experienced in your life, so I can continue to make the rivers of living water flow out of your belly like it's never flown before, so I can remove the things that are plugged up and and brought interference into into you understanding me or gaining wisdom. Will you accept my proposal? I'm here to do these things for you. I'm here to bring you healing. I'm here to restore you. I want to bring you deliverance. I'm the one that does it. It's my presence that's powerful. It's my presence that surpasses man's understanding. It's my presence that makes the demons tremble. It's my presence that brings you your wealth. It's my presence that allows you to go from glory to glory. It is my presence that does these things. It's my presence that knocks out the enemy. It's my presence that tells Satan to shut up, get thee under my feet. It is my presence. Will you say yes? Tonight is the proposal. God is saying, I'm a progressive God. Your eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of man of what I have in store for you. Will you say yes? I want to occupy your vessel. I want to come in and intrude and invade your space, invade your territory. God is saying, will you say yes? Will you accept my proposal? My proposal will give you a love. It will give you an understanding. It will give you a peace you've never known before. It will give you everything you need to keep going in your business, to keep going in your marriage, to keep going in your day-to-day operations. Oh, you got an issue with transportation? I got that. You got an issue with what's going on on your job? I got that. Matter of fact, I got a new job for you. It's my presence. I give you wisdom in my presence. I give you understanding in my presence. Yeah, I may chastise you a little bit. It's all for your good. It's just correctiveness. It's just discipline. It's all in my presence. So God is saying, this is my proposal. Will you say yes? I want you to come into me and to be able to accept me because I'm the one that's going to do it for you. (laughs) God is saying, this is what I say all the time. Go for the win. Go for the win. There's no greater win that you can get than the presence of God. 
then the presence of God. Once you get that wind from the presence of God, then the things begin to come. Oh my God, we talk about an open heaven. Yes, you can have an open heaven, but have you accepted the presence of God to understand and receive the things that are coming from the heavens? Do you even understand what's being released from the heavens? Do you understand those gifts and those blessings? You first got to understand your relationship. You first have to understand who you're connected with. You have to go into that place of the presence, the presence of God. The carrier of the oil protects its contents. The carrier of the oil protects its contents. It's the presence of the Lord. And so I'm excited about how God is just speaking over and over again about the veils being lifted. God is lifting these veils. I know we talk about in the Old Testament, the veil being torn. I'm speaking directly what I heard the Lord say in this capacity, in this context um, of this word that he gave me seven days ago to be released. And so now that I have the fullness of it, this is it. But veils are being lifted and you will be able to see where there's still a traditional mindset. And you have to be weary and careful of the traditional mindsets because they can leave you stuck and stagnant because God is a progressive God and he is speaking beyond that regular place. He's speaking beyond that one part of the scripture. It's deeper than that. It's more than that. And it's part of you understanding this so that when you go into your next season of greatness, when you go into the, the plans that God has for your life, you'll be able to have more clarity. Why? Because number two says, I'm moving away the fog over your circumstances. I'm moving away this fog, this un uncertainty to give you clarity for the things that have been on your heart, your mind, things that you are presently dealing with. I'm moving away the clarity. I need you to pray about that. And then he said, monumental life changes that will shift your connections. You can't just connect with anything, anybody just because of what your natural eye sees. You speak to the Lord, you pray to the Lord, you go, you, you be the one to say, like I said today, well, I'm dying to go before the throne. I'm ready to go, go pray in my room. You'll be the one to say that so you can get divine clarity and instructions from the Lord because that's where he speaks. That's where we are surrendered. That's where we can feel the release. And that's where we get our ammunition to stay in position. I've been saying that phrase for years. Ammunition to be in position. Ammunition to be in position. Ammunition to be in position. And so I just declare that you will have a spirit that will allow you to say yes, that you will allow the Lord to be able to move in your life to transform you. Again, it, you could say, oh, I'm, I'm transforming. This is a new season for me and we're in 2021 and this is about to happen. Uh, God is a progressive God. You know, we say, we hear eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. There's more to the story. There's more to the story. And even though you may not see it now, as you stay in that surrendered posture unto God, you'll understand when something great and monumental happens in your life a year from now, you'll say, oh, I'm glad I stayed and sought his presence. I thought everything was moving along smooth then and it was cool, but wow, there's more because I stayed in that place, because I stayed in that attention of the God, of God. And because I understand how important it is to be in a place where I'm not in a place where there's legislation and it's restricted. I'm in a place where God allows me to be free. The word says that I, I'm just the messenger. And he allows me to understand what it means and looks like to bear fruit, to bear fruit that breathe, breathes life and that allows us to keep going and not staying in the same place. The Holy Spirit unveils some things you cannot see, but now you shall see. 
The Holy Spirit unveils some things you cannot see, but as you begin to seek his face, now you shall see. Now you shall understand. Now you shall get clarity. Now you shall understand uh, with wisdom and not just with a carnal mind. You'll have a spiritual mindset to understand certain things that you needed to see before. And so when we see things that look like it's power, just because it's power doesn't mean it carries the presence. It's so much bigger than that. It's so much bigger than that. Glory be to God. God loves you just that much that he wants to set you up for success. He wants to make sure that you know that in the season that you're walking in now and what is to come is monumental. It's grand because he is taking the veil away. He's removing some blinders. He's causing you to seek his face even more. He's giving you clarity because he's saying, I'm removing some of this fog and I've read the scriptures to you. And he's saying that, listen, as I remove this, you're going to see a little bit clear. But listen, after that, you are accountable for the word. You are accountable for the movement. You're accountable for what takes place from that time on. I love that. And so as we move forward and as we are carriers of the oil, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, we want to stay in a place where we protect it. We protect, we nurture, nurture it. We, we, keep, we keep our arms wrapped around it as if it was the arms of the living God. And that we understand that we want to be in places where there is life, where there is the breath of life, where things are happening and they're taking place. And I just love that about God, how he loves us so much that that is just what he's going to do. And so I pray right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, my God. That God will begin to be, get a stirring into your belly, that he will begin to stir and fill you up with his presence, his wisdom, his understanding. I pray in the name of Jesus where your brook has been dry, that God will begin to pour into it and fill it up with the water of the word that that word will, will cause wisdom to come into your spirit to grant you understanding that that water will wash away the toxins and the negative words or any words that do not line up with the will of the Lord or your destiny. I pray that you remain steadfast and immovable as God does a transformation and transfiguration for your life, for your ministry, for your marriage, for your future, and that you will allow God to do it, that you will stay in a surrendering state, that you'll say, God, whatever you have to do, I surrender all. My hands are up. I am dying, oh God, to be at your throne room. I'm dying to be at your feet, oh God. Lord, speak to me, whatever I need to know. Where do I need to know? What do I need to do? It is thy will, Father God, be done. Not my will, it's your will, oh God. Lord, change me, God. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me, oh God. Renew a spirit in me that I can understand more of you, that I can comprehend who you are, that I can go to the deeper places of the of, of your, your spirit, oh God, of who you are, of the kingdom, oh God, and get understanding, Lord, so that as I I walk out my journey and my destiny and my path, God, that I'll be able to bless others along the way, that I'll be able to show them who God really is so that those who stand up and say, I'm God, I can say, no, God is still on the throne. God is God. And that God, you will show forth your glory, yourself and your presence in the things that I do. So everything that you've given me stewardship over God, that your presence will make itself known. Everything that you put your hand on, Father God, that it shall be blessed because I understand the blessings from the presence of God and a curse from man, oh God. I pray in the name of Jesus that your mind changes, that God begins to shift your mind, that you begin to go from a mind of stinking thinking to a mind that thinks that I'm going for the win. I am the winner. 
I am going to do this. I will not stop. I will pursue. Even when it gets hard, my labor is not in vain. My ladder shall be greater than my past. I shall keep running this race. It doesn't matter what it feels like. It doesn't matter who supports me. It doesn't matter who's around. It doesn't matter what takes place because it's in the secret place that the things happen. It's in the throne room with just me and God that he begins that transfiguration of what I look like inside and out, what I feel like. It's just the glory of the living God, but it's not for me. It's for you. It's for the one that needs to know that there is a God. It's for the one that needs to know that they can still have life and have it abundantly. It's the one that needs to understand when I sing a song off of my lips, it begins to bring them healing and restoration. It's for the one that says, I can't stop drinking. I can't stop smoking. But because you've been in that place in the pl- in the presence of God, you will begin to change their mindset. They'll begin to drop the cigarette. They'll begin to drop the weed and the marijuana. They'll begin to say, you know what? I don't even have a taste for this anymore. And then you can say, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. He sure has been good to me. You become a walking demonstration of the movement manifesting itself, uh, the presence of God manifesting itself through your life. And that's what they're going to see. You become the person that understands what it's like to be restored because you know what it's like to be broken. But you stand boldly. You stand with the authority of a king because you're a daughter or a son to the king. And you understand that he was also broken and bruised and mocked and talked about and hated just for us. You understand that he went through trials and tribulations as he carried the cross. And and he did. He he hung on the cross for us and for our sins. You understand that his blood came streaming down. But you also understand that there was power in his blood. You understand that his blood cleanses and his blood heals and his blood delivers. You understand what it does because you understand that on the third day that there was power that came. You understand that as long as you stay in a posture and position to seek the presence of God, there is an empowerment that will come in you. God will infuse an empowerment in you because you went through the mockery, because you went through the pain, because you went through the carrying the cross, but you endured it, you stayed the course, and then you were able to say, just like our Jesus said, it is finished. Now let's go to the next season and chapter of our life. God wants to do those great things for you. Matter of fact, I encourage you, I implore you, if you don't already do it, that you don't wait until you see something online to do communion, that you don't wait until you see your church does it on the first Sunday. You have to release yourself from some of those restrictions and do those things as the word caused it to be done. I'm going to let you research and check that out and take communion and let the Lord know what you remember. And as you let the Lord know what you remember about his body and about his blood, that you will see the transformation take place in your own life. You'll see your brokenness become whole. You'll see that where you feel sick or diseases or issues coming on mentally, physically, emotionally, or socially, that you know that the blood can heal. You will will allow those elements to manifest itself in your body and through your body and continue to be that walking demonstrative example of who Jesus is and of his wonder working power. Even where people don't understand and they're unsure or they think you're doing too much, God is saying, "Do you, you, you do." There is never too much that you can do for me. You, you, you can do. You can do as much as you want to and don't worry about what man says. It doesn't matter what man says. Why? Because they're not God. I'm God. I'm the one on the throne. I'm the one that loves it when you love on me every day. God is saying, I'm the one when you speak to me in the morning. I'm the one when you say, thank you, God, for those groceries. Thank you, God, for that gas. Thank you, God, for letting me just get through another day. God, just thank you for the breath of life. I just appreciate you, God. I just, you're awesome, God. You're a wonder. And the more and more we have those mindsets and we've eliminated that stinking thinking, the the more we're building up our treasures, 
Mm, the more that treasure is being stored up in heaven. So when we have a rainy day and things seem sad and we're crying or things have gone wrong or there's a bitterness or there's a rejection, God will remember those praises unto him. God will remember the love that we poured out to him because he poured it out to us on the cross. God will remember those seasons where we went through and we still acknowledged him even when nothing was going on. God will remember it. So just like how he says to do the communion, do this in remembrance of me, we can continue to do these things for his namesake. We exalt him. We lift him up. And that's when he will draw. It's not to me just, I do these things and all the men will be drawn unto thee and so forth. And we know the scripture, but it's just something about doing it because it feels right. You know what I mean? It's something about worshiping and thanking God because it's the right thing to do. You know, if somebody looks at it crazy or whatever, that's on them. But guess what? They don't know the blessings that God has in store for you. They don't know even what you've been through. They don't have any understanding or comprehension of it half the time. And so it's so it's so good to feel good about God. It's so good to talk about God. It's so good to just bless God and allow him to bless you back. It just becomes a part of who you are in a lifestyle. It doesn't have to just happen when we're in this holy place and we're in church or we're doing a service or we're doing a podcast or whatever. It's just something that we do. I walk from the grocery store back to my car like, Oh, thank you, Jesus. I thank you, God, for letting me get that. Thank you, God, for my gas on today. Thank you, God, for the little things. I thank God every day for it because I know what it's like not to have it. I know what it's like not to have it. And I believe the more and more I'm thanking God in those seasons of drought, when I walk by somebody who's in a season of drought, I know spirit recognized spirit. And they'll be able to understand that something might come upon them I'm hoping they'll understand something will come upon them where they will experience that, you know what? There's something about her or him and I'm feeling okay about my situation. God's still gonna provide. It's something about when you've gone through something and you connect with someone that's going through it at the same time or they may not understand it. There's something that exudes from you that connects you with them. It's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual thing. And even when people don't get it or they don't understand, God does. God understands it. God understands it. And God will give you wisdom and revelation. He, he, will, he will have you doing foolish things to conform the wise. He will have you do foolish things to conform the wise. That's just how God is. That's just how God is. Glory be to God. So listen, I'm going to wrap up tonight. I actually went a little bit longer than I wanted to, but I wanted to release the word that the Lord gave me. I want to just remind you to pray on this. Uh, to, to speak, declare over your life on it, that veils are being lifted, traditional mindsets are being exposed so you can understand what is uh, of God and then what is in God, the presence of God, the presence in God. Um, truth is being revealed. The, the deeper things of God, the deeper things of kingdom are being revealed. There is an unmasking taking place. Um, and, and there is people were saying this before, you know, there's a removal going on and God's no, God is still doing stuff. The work is not done. So stay true to the cross. Um, don't waver. Don't waver with people. Don't waver with things because God is still doing some things in the spiritual realm. Fog for some is moving away from over circumstances. Fog is moving for clarity, things that have been unclear. People, places and things. And God is removing that. OK, I see. A message coming from me. And so I want you to remember scripture, 1 uh, Corinthians 13 and 12, the message version. 
and 2 Corinthians 3, 17 through 18. Read back through that, pray through that, let God reveal to you um, what else he has for you. There's more in it, um, but for this, the purposes of tonight's broadcast, that's as far as I'm going to go. But I'm just excited about what God is doing. I'm excited about how he's going to bless our lives. Um, and remember that we don't want to be in the face of excessive recycling, doing things, the same thing over and over again with no fruit. There is progressive reproduction. That is the Lord, the word the Lord gave me. We recycle cans, not crisis. So there's progressive reproduction going on and it's being in the presence of God. Let's teach those that those of us that know about the presence of God, let's teach it. Let's demonstrate it. Let's put it part of a, a teaching, our class, our worship services. What is the presence of God? What does it feel like? There's so much deeper that we can go into this um, and, and about that. And I actually want to go into it one day, but I want you to understand how important it is to be in that place where God can really speak where there's clarity, you can get understanding um, and where his spirit is, because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. My God, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. All right. I'm going to stop for tonight uh, because I don't want to go too much further. I'm already like an hour in, um, but I want to stop. So God bless you all. Those of you that are watching the replay from our um, international partners, God bless you and thank you for your support. Um, may God bless your households as well. Um, and we love you here in the States. We love you just as much. And we thank you for being here. Um, those of you that are here um, in the U.S., be sure to catch me every Wednesday night at 11 p.m. as I co-host Late Night TV with Jerry Royce Live, airing on DeKalb 25 Xfinity Comcast TV. And there are some more to come. All right. God bless you all. I love you. Thank you for watching tonight's broadcast. Be sure to share this with someone that just needs to be reminded in a nudge about being in the presence of God. Amen. All right. God bless you. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.